and it can be tiny milestones it still matters you know like as much as like i do have like this international business right now i got you know 200 subscribers on youtube and that still felt like a huge accomplishment it's just like depends on where your mindset is at so All right, guys, welcome back to Parties Over Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Liz. And today we have someone we're so, so, so excited to introduce you guys to on the podcast. Uh, We've been following her for a while now, and she uh, is involved with one of our favorite things on (laughs) Earth, uh, a.k.a. coffee. And we're going to let her introduce herself, but welcome to Parties Over Podcast, Juliana. We're so excited to have you. Hi, well, thank you so much for having me here. So can you tell our audience just a little bit about what you do and a little bit about your story? So I was born and raised in Costa Rica. I actually did an exchange an exchange program with a high school in Charlotte my freshman year of high school uh, for six months. And I was like, I need to come to college here. I really liked it. And everybody was like starting to get ready for you know, like my GPA matters now. So it kind of inspired me to see everyone doing that. And I decided that I wanted to come here for college. And my grandma actually lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. So um, that kind of gave me and opened me, like opened some opportunities for me. So I went back and I worked really hard convincing my dad to let me come study in the United States and stuff. And when we decided that I wanted to be a food scientist, my dad was really you know, like excited about it since my family has been in agriculture for so many years. Um, So it just seemed like a perfect fit. And I came to the United States, I became a food scientist. And then I moved to New York to work where I got an incredible amount of experience. And I was a quality assurance manager there. And also I did like their nutrition labels. I did, I built their microbiology lab. This was a startup that um, produced almond and oat milk. So I kind of did a lot of, a little bit of everything since it was a startup and I was the food scientist on board. And then I actually, during COVID, I um, had already started planning this company, which I am in now. So during COVID, I actually ended up quitting my job back in New York, going back to Costa Rica and finalizing my company. And now we are launching this Friday, Black Friday. I'm so glad we have you right now then, right before you have all those emotions. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a roller coaster of emotions the past probably two months at this point, but I'm really excited and I hope you guys get to try it soon. Okay. So a lot to unpack here. I would love to go back to like your childhood and talk a little bit about what your family was doing. I know you talked about them being in agriculture, but what was that like for you and how did it kind of steer your life towards becoming a food scientist? Okay, so basically, oh gosh, that's a hard (laughs) question, but um, I was born, so my great-grandfather and I Actually, a little bit of the background on my family story will be launching with my website on Friday, but I'll try to keep it brief. My great-grandfather, he actually didn't even finish high school. He was um, a farmer. 
and he saw a lot of potential in the Costa Rican lands. So he started buying lands and paying for buy, buying land in different places in Costa Rica and actually paying for some of them with the work of his hand, basically, like manual labor and stuff. Um, and throughout the years, he started accumulating land and land and land and saw potential, started farming coffee and started farming heart of palm. And a couple years later, he was like, you know, a very well known man in Costa Rica who owned a lot of um, land and had, you know, this like coffee plantations. And then he gave that to my grandmother and all of her <laughs> brothers and sisters, which are a lot. And then um, my grandma passed away. And now my dad deals with it with the rest of the family with the coffee side. But my dad actually, funny enough, my dad went to medical school and he's a pediatrician, but he's passion lies in agriculture as well and he um he's a rice farmer as well we sell rice um in costa rica and to big companies um internationally uh so basically like growing up i was just always going to these farms you know like i was always just um every weekend we would go to a coffee farm or to one of the or to the heart of palm farm or whatever and um it was just part of me like i don't even know how else how else to say it rather than that like i was just uh, always, I mean, I would always see my grandmother drinking coffee and just it, basically like we would sit down for lunch and right after lunch, coffee was coming, you know, like and then in the <laughs> afternoon, coffee was not just like, oh, let's have a coffee. It was like a whole new meal at 4 p.m. where we would have bread, homemade bread. My, my grandma was a cook, too, which comes my like cooking love from her. But um, she always said her love language was food. Um, and her life revolved around it. And I think it just really marked me, you know, for the rest of my life. And I kind of just feel really inspired by her. Oh, I'm not getting emotional. But um, it just made me who I am today. And then so I wanted to be a chef. And then I kind of started brainstorming what would be more beneficial for me in the long run for my family. And we kind of sat down and we were like, okay, what is like, you know, the best for me and what do I want in the future? And I always knew I wanted my own business and I wanted to be in the family business. So uh, I decided to be a food scientist and that's how I went to NC State and I became a food scientist. That's really interesting. I also, it's interesting that you made the decision to go into your family's business because I feel like a lot of people probably have that toss up when they're younger of do I continue with my family's business or do I go and do my my own thing Uh, so was that ever a question or did you always know so I'm actually um to clarify I'm not in my family's business I'm just kind of um making my own business from what my family has known and done okay yeah so So, I'm not doing business with my family I am doing something separate but with you know like the agriculture side of yes okay that makes sense so the passion came from your family but it's not the family's business okay that makes sense I just I know so many people right now that they're in school and they're kind of having that toss-up where they're like do I go this route but I really like that you found the inspiration I feel like that's also the perfect mix to still if it's something that you're passionate about still honoring your family and honoring that passion that you have and kind of making it your own so that's really interesting it wasn't never a question for me because like food is my passion, like nutrition and all that is what I like to do. So yeah, it was just never a question. So your degree that you received from NC State, what was that in? 
I know you, it was food science, but what's the, is it food science specifically? Yeah, it's food science technology. So it's basically like an engineering side of food science rather than the biological side of food science. Okay. Um, basically, I learned a lot of like shelf stable products and how to make them microbiology and food, uh, food processing, food manufacturing. So rather than like GMOs and things like that. That's very interesting. Um, I know that you had a job right out of school that you mentioned earlier, but when did you know that it was time to kind of, well, I know you were going to get laid off, but you were already thinking about your business at that time. So when did you kind of know it was time, like, I want to do something on my own? I always knew, to be honest, yeah. but I wanted to get some experience. Um, and I just like, New York was not my place and I was already doing this and COVID came along and I was just like, I need to be home and I need to be able to make this happen. Um, so I quit. So I couldn't be both places. Basically, it was getting to be too much and I wasn't that wasn't like what, where my heart was at. And I was decided to quit in really crazy times to go back home and like kind of get this going. I was going to say, most people like lost their jobs during COVID and you're like, I'm going to make a business. Now's the time. I'm going to get after it. My dad always says, my dad being a businessman like he is, he always says, like, if you can make it in the most tragic times, you'll make it in the good times. And we also saw an opportunity in the market because, you know, coffee really is like such a big thing for Americans and you're staying home now. And I'm hoping to kind of bring that Costa Rica, a little bit of a Costa Rican culture and a little in a sip of coffee, you know, like um, I'm trying to make it kind of like a marketing strategy rather than looking at it as a uh, as a burden, which it probably will hurt me a little bit and hopefully not that much. But we're trying to look at it in the positive side. I think that's a great idea because you think about it and, you know, people have gotten maybe out of their routines of on their way home from or on their way to work they're stopping to get a coffee and I feel like even I know myself I'm still going into the office but I just realized like I want to elevate my coffee now it's something that before I just like grabbed whatever off the shelf and like just made it and I didn't really think much of it but I feel like definitely during COVID something changed where I did decide like I want to, you know what I mean? Like you want to make every moment special. And I feel like even your coffee, that's something that I just, I don't know, Liz and I talk a lot recently about just uh, making the little things special because they're really all you have. And I feel like that's uh, a great way to look at it. I feel like they don't give coffee the credit that coffee has in their life. Like basically what, co like how much coffee matters, you know, because coffee, first of all, is a culture. Like it brings you with loved ones and it makes you, you know, feel good and cozy. And like, it's not only, I don't like seeing coffee as the hustle culture more and like seeing it more as like the who I am culture and like how it makes me feel. Um, and that's why I love coffee, you know, because and actually, when you start really appreciating coffee and you try specialty coffee and things like this, you really do taste different flavors and aromas and making fusions and there's so many ways of making coffee it can even be a hobby i mean like coffee coffee's like wine there's just too much to learn like i was you just about to say food. that i'm like it reminds me of wine yes it's just like wine i literally asked for christmas this year i said i want special coffees that's literally what i'm like i that's what i want because i really want to just like get into you know what I mean? Like that. Like, I just want to experiment with my coffees and stuff like that. So I also, it's the ritual of coffee. I love that you said it like brings people together, but it's the thing that 
gets you out of bed in the morning and makes you excited to start your day. Not necessarily like you said, the hustle of like, I just need the caffeine in me to get through the day. It's more like your time to take a minute to yourself. So I loved, I just love the way you're going about everything. Also, before we get too far in, what is going to be the name of your coffee while we can get it in people's minds now rather than. Okay. um, So my company is called the Bernie Bean Coffee Company. My last name is Bernini. So that's where it was inspired. Like I said, um, my entire business is family inspired. So, and then we are carrying two different types of coffee this year. Um, with one that we called Pepiada, which in Costa Rica, Pepiada means so in love. So the t- like the name is Pepiada, and then in in like apostrophes we have so in love, so that people know what it means. Um, but it's a slang in Costa Rica, and then we ha- are carrying another coffee that is called Don Flor which was um, my mom's great-grandfather's name, who is that completely other side of the family, but he also carried coffee. So I wanted to kind of give both of my family some credit, you know. And they are both uh, specialty coffee, which basically means it's um, the highest grade coffee in the market. Uh, it goes through a bunch of different um, testings and stuff to be able to, you know, be certified specialty coffee. And they are both completely different products. Like they taste, they're so much different and they have been cut differently. Um, but they are both honey processed. So they're like the sweeter side of coffee. So I recently learned, uh, speaking of like the quality of your coffee and stuff, and we're talking about how it's such a big part of a lot of people's days. If you're not having one, you you know, it's like one to three cups a day for, for people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people don't look at the quality of the coffee and they're putting things you know, so you're putting this in your body so often and you, there's a lot of like fillers and additives and stuff and chemicals. So when you're talking about it being like a higher grade, is there anything you can elaborate on that? Like health wise? Uh, all right. So first of all, it's really hard to find organic coffee because coffee needs, um, some sort of, you know, like kind of, how do I word this in a way that like, you need to be able to enhance the plant to grow fast and to produce every year, basically. I think that's the best way I can put it. So my coffee is not organic, but it is um, specialty coffee basically is taken care of every day. Like every day, you know, like we go and like we check it, we um, make sure that um, it is fine. There's no bugs. There's no anything like that. It's also, it's also special soil and it's higher, higher, um, like grounds it has to be higher and like so it is um very difficult soil that if you don't take care of it it will go bad so i think that's something that people don't take into account so coffee that doesn't taste very good or might be kind of bad um is actually probably because it's like lower altitude or things like that and then health wise coffee really isn't that bad for you and it should not have anything added if you're buying real coffee right must be coffee you know, like, so that's the first thing I want to say. And then the second thing I want to say is um, coffee actually has a lot of health benefits. Uh, coffee has this reputation for being like bad for you and me with my nutrition background. I don't think I mentioned that, but I have a nutrition minor. Um, you can really learn a lot about coffee and stuff and know that coffee is not bad for you. And you can actually drink like three cups of coffee and that's fine. Um I mean, if you drink five cups of coffee, that's probably too much caffeine. But if you like soda and you drink a Coke, an espresso shot has less uh, caffeine. This would be a great time to kind of get into the health benefits of coffee while we're here, if you want. 
I have a whole list of it. I'm going to pull it up just sure. so that. Sure. I feel so much better now that you're like, oh, three cups is fine. I'm like, oh, I'm amazing. I'm doing right. good. <laughs> Was I your family like so excited when they heard the names and heard the name of the company? Yeah. So I actually, um, so my dad is my investor, first of all. So he has, but he's an angel investor, but I still like, he's my dad and we make a lot of the decisions together. And then my brother, he is my, my co-founder. Um, so I'm the CEO and he's the COO. So we kind of have made decisions together. And then my mom helps with the whole, my mom is like an artist. So she helps with the more like creative side of the company. So we've like basically been always like doing things together and stuff. Um, but the, my outside family was thrilled. I mean, like when I announced it and everything, they were just like so moved and they were very happy about it. So coffee actually helps a lot with blood pressure. It can help you process uh, glucose better. It also can make you, and this is like kind of like not necessarily a health benefit, but it can make you uh, burn fat faster. It also can ha help with your liver and it reduces colon cancer in some cases from like some studies. But overall, it's like, you know how tea has a bunch of benefits and everyone's like, tea's so healthy. Coffee is pretty much the same. It just has more caffeine. No, I feel like that is something that definitely isn't talked about enough is just the health health benefits of coffee I feel like sometimes it can be so demonized with talking about like oh I've had you know what I mean like I've had way too much coffee today or uh, things like that or people just saying like I don't know I feel like it's an I don't for me at least an outdated thought of coffee being bad because I know a lot of like maybe my parents or some you know people older than me say things like you know they just don't know I feel like and you know what the problem is too um People put a lot of sugar in their coffee and creamer True. and all these things that make it not healthy. I used to, two years ago, if you would have talked to me, I drank coffee with creamer. Um, but then I tried, like, you know, like, specialty coffee. Because this was when I lived in the United States. And then I went back to Costa Rica and I started trying all these coffees, like, researching for my business and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. I now remember why, you know, like, I grew up drinking coffee. Like, I love black coffee I love lattes I love everything but I can really appreciate coffee without all those additions so, so you're like I gotta bring this to America they need to try this basically we appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> we've talked you know about your family and how they have just you've been working together what's it like working with family how did you approach them with the idea and how has how's that dynamic been well, I mean, working with family, you definitely have to have your boundaries. It can get complicated, but I think I've always known I wanted my own business. So it's something my dad already kind of was prepared for, you know, like the day was coming. And thankfully, like, what's she going to have us doing? <laughs> like, we know it's coming. Wait for her to tell us. Yeah, he always said, like, you were born an entrepreneur, like, you know, because I've always ever, ever since I was little, like, while I was in New York, I started a home bakery, and it was all vegan and gluten free. And then when I was little, I was always doing stuff. I don't even know, like, whatever I could do, I would do, you know, so it's always just been a part of me. And so that part was like, pretty just like straightforward, but it definitely gets a little more complicated when you start getting to every single little detail. Like at first, me and my brother would not like the same branding, for example, and things like that. So I think the most important thing is respect and then outsourcing. You can't do everything yourself. Like, and that is like so hard to admit because when you're starting a business, you're trying to save money and you're trying to, you know, like do everything yourself and micromanage everything. But it's like 
quite literally impossible. So I think those are two very important things to keep like the relationships healthy too. I would I would struggle having someone to like pick branding with. I'd be like, but I like it because of this or especially yeah. my brother. So <laughs> yeah, my brother, we tried to give him a parties over sweatshirt. I'm like thinking about this. He was like, yeah, I don't wear that color. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not I, that's you that's our color so you have to have that color and yeah. I could just see that but oh I just want to hear in general like kind of the your plans for your business and how you want to see it progress so right now we haven't even launched our website basically so right now we just went through I think one of the hardest parts of the business which is getting things going you know like basically uh, just getting my coffee here was a whole thing because I want I, di- I didn't want to bring too much coffee at once because I wanted to be fresh and I had to come back and forth during COVID to the United States and kind of like choose my roaster who's gonna roast my coffee who knows about specialty coffee and who is gonna like be able to roast it to find the best flavors of the coffee and things like that so that was a whole thing and then by uh, building the website branding marketing a PR agency you know so that was like one of my goals and I feel like I'm finally getting to the bottom of that I hope and then and I know that things will come up all the time but I'm just saying like the biggest part you know and then I am hoping that in the next year I will get into Whole Foods and at least one other grocery store I'm hoping that the online sales are going to be the biggest thing and as of now my coffee shop will be opening January 9th Um, that is our tentative opening date and with that, we are going to be on Uber Eats and we're also launching on Amazon this weekend. So I'm hoping just this year, I think is going to be a very much exposure year where I'm going to try to get my brand well known and get it into different places. Um, and then in the next couple of years, we actually have an expansion plan and we're going to be expanding to different cities. Um, That's so amazing. I'm, yeah. It should be easy for us to order it online and we'll be sharing it on our page and hopefully all of our listeners will be buying online as well until it makes its way up to Maine. I know we might be last. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're actually expanding out west, so. Yes. No, we're used to it. We don't get get the good stuff for quite a while up here. Well, you can get it online and it'll be really good, I promise. I am so excited for you. I feel so invested in this. Speaking of, I know you're talking about how you need to physically get the product here and you have to talk about roasters and hiring people and getting a building to, you know, have your coffee shop in and marketing, all that stuff. So I feel like today we've, it's talked a lot about like online businesses and you can be an entrepreneur online and that's a lot of the times what we hear about, but I feel like people our age don't hear about opening or having a physical product or having a brick and mortar store. And uh, could you talk a little bit about just the fact that it is possible to do that? Maybe uh, tips for someone who is doing, who is interested in something like this and maybe just, you know, one of the struggles or something along those lines. All right. Um, It's a lot. I know. Yeah. You might have to like remind me. (laughs) Yeah, that's um, fine. But, um, it is possible, but it is really hard. Like I cannot tell you the amount of times I have said throughout this process. Now I understand why people don't just start a business. <laughs> like, oh my God. Woo, it's um I think the part that I have struggled with the most, I'm gonna start with the struggles and then go to like the easy parts, is the legal stuff. You don't realize how much legal 
background everything has and how many permits you have to get and how many you know like and it is a patient patience game like it is a patience game because you cannot do anything until they respond and then do the other one and then do the other one so I think just trying to find out what permits you need and everything that is definitely the biggest struggle and I would advise anyone that is going to start a business to figure out all of the legal stuff first and then start with their business because if not uh, you start finding real hiccups in the way but it is possible and I think the most important thing is it has to be something you're passionate about because it consumes your life I feel like I have become the Bernie Bean for the past eight months like I go to bed sometimes at 1 a.m. working, you know, and I like wake up at 6 a.m. And then, and then there's some days that aren't as busy, but you need to be completely devoted to what you're starting and you need to believe in it. You know, I think one of the first questions I asked myself, I was like, I want to offer something that um, people are missing. And how am I going to do that? You know, like something that is missing, but that is really good and that I believe in it. Um, and I think that when you're going to start a business, I think those are some really important things, because if people already have it, there's a lot of competition. You need to balance everything out. And so it is possible, but you have to, first of all, find something that you think will do well by asking yourself some like really tricky questions and solving them. And I think that you need to figure out everything legally before even starting, because it is definitely something really big about a business that you don't even realize and it is very expensive too. I also wanted to mention that on top of you starting your own business you also have a YouTube channel. <laughs> yes and I'm really I'm a YouTube just, channel but yes. <laughs> how do you keep up with everything like how do you stay organized and still reach your goals? Well I have actually a Google Calendar and I also have a physical like agenda. Um and if I like would be terrified to show someone my agenda, honestly, because like I am super organized and super clean. And when you open that, you're like, she's crazy. I mean, like crazy <laughs> because I like cross things. I highlight things. I add things on top and then I go back and like it is so full that my mom opened it the other day and she was like, this gives me anxiety uh, because every thought I have, I have to write it down and things like that. Um, so that is one of the ways that I keep, I don't know, my life on track. I think just writing everything down, it allows me to be on top of things and not forget anything. And I actually do have to, I do everything with times. So I'm like from nine to nine 30, I'm going to work out. I even schedule my workouts now. So I think that has been really helpful to be able to, you know, be able to keep track of my situation. And then oh, another thing I think is that you just have to be very passionate about what you're doing. Like I love my YouTube channel is about, you know, health and cooking and it kind of ties up with my, my business too, you know, and things like that. I just feel like it's not separate, you know, everything has to do with, with one main goal and it's teaching people about coffee, about food. And hopefully one day it'll lead to, you know, like my followers buying my coffee too. I love that you said that, two things one you have to really love it and really ask yourself you know what's your why because that's the thing that's going to keep you going when those days are really hard um and then the other thing was just that i feel like when you're a business owner i mean like you said your life does need to mesh in a sense because it is your life like in a lot of cases it's not that easy to turn on liz and i just had this conversation the other day is you have to really like it's not like a nine to five where you go home and you shut it off it is your personality you literally just said like I feel like I have become this coffee 
And I think that's something that when people, a lot of people, you know, want to be, especially with it being very glamorized online, being an entrepreneur and stuff, it is, I feel like the struggles of it uh, are a little harder to see and seeing the passion, like seeing that you are so passionate about this, it's your entire life. So that is something really important to know if someone's thinking about starting a business. I mean, yours is in your blood, literally. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I sound all excited about it and super passionate about it, but I have had some down days. I mean, like Friday, I had a breakdown because I was like, nothing's working, nothing's working, you know, like, and I was like feeling super unmotivated and that happens and you just have to keep going and have to have honestly really good people next to you that are going to bring you up and push you like to be the best entrepreneur you can be because I, in my personal case, um, besides my family, that person is Natalie, actually. Um, Natalie is the, my PR agency and she's my best friend like we talk every day and every time I have a question or like I'm doubting myself or anything she's always there you know like to bring me up and I just truly believe that she believes in me and I think that's super important and like it's important to highlight that starting a business is really not just all fun (laughs) like it is really fun and you learn a lot but there you know like there are some days that you feel like you're gonna fail and that you've spent all this money and that is it gonna be worth it and even today for example like I sent out my first round of PR packages uh to a bunch of influencers and I was like oh my god like this is gonna be more expensive than I'm you know I was just like freaking out about everything and I just had to sit down and be like okay I enjoy doing this so much and even if you know like the mugs get there broken it's gonna be fine because at least it was you know fun to make whatever you know like I always have to find like a reason behind things so that's so funny. I feel like I've recently had that realization of like needing a reason behind everything, like to the sense of like weird, like random stuff. I'm like, I need a reason behind why I'm going to do this or else I won't do it. Like it, that's it is a great point. Well, I'm just like, I just feel so glad that we got you like right before your business is about to like drop. It's so cool. Do you have like a, like, how are you feeling knowing like it's this week? Like, are you relieved? Are you super excited, nervous? Like, what is the feeling of an entrepreneur about to release their business? That's so funny that you asked that because last week, you know, when I tried, you know, my coffee for the first time with the roast, my pro, my like roast profile for the first time I was like crying all day I cried all week last week I was just so happy and I was like so proud and feeling really blessed and then this week I'm just oof I'm really nervous and I'm honestly really scared and I'm feeling the pressure you know so you know I guess it just it comes in waves but overall I'm just really excited and thankful that I've come all this way and I keep on reminding myself of that but I'm really nervous. I'm not going to lie. Like every time, for example, like I was like telling my friends today, I was like, I literally can't look at my website anymore because like I'm starting to hate it of looking at it so much. Like, I was like, I don't even know if it's good or not anymore. Like I need to stop looking at it because every time I go, I'm like, ah, you know, so it um, it's definitely overwhelming. But the reward, the rewarding side definitely outweighs all the trouble and all the downside. So you saying that I'm thinking about all the hours you put in and stuff. How do you, how has this been for your social life and how have you, I mean, I'm sure you're, it's a lot harder to spend time with friends and how do you still keep those friendships or how do you, you know, stay motivated when you feel like you're maybe missing out, stuff like that. 
that's so funny because we're in COVID. So I feel like, you know, for the first four months, I couldn't really see anybody anyways. Right. But I'm actually like, so I broke up with my very serious boyfriend of like a very long time um, during COVID as well. So I feel like that was almost like, like this was a good distraction, you know, like, because I was like heartbroken and I think that really motivated me. But at the same time, it's definitely taken some time away from my social life. You know, like I've spent Sundays working, Saturdays working, um, and I have had to give up a lot for this. Um, but I know that it will be worth it one day. So that's what keeps me going. And, you know, like, it's just a matter of prioritizing uh, and I do make time for my friends and my family and I, you know, there's always time. Um, but I just think that when, you know, like things are, you know, like dropping like this week, I'm not going to see my family for Thanksgiving or anything like that because it's my lunch week. Like I'm just working so much, but then for Christmas, I'm going to get to see my family. So it's just, you know, it's just a balance. And again, like I, I just, I cannot say this enough, but you just need to really love, love it. And believe in it because if not, there's you just you just can't do it. You're lucky to have your family there with you too along the way, so they definitely understand and they they share your excitement. Yeah, I right now I'm in Dallas with my mom, and my brother and my dad are in here. Sorry, that's my dog. And my brother and my dad are in here, but um, we keep on going back and forth. If someone comes, someone goes. You know, like. Yeah, we're 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 working together. A, a revolving team. door between <laughs> there and Costa Rica. So where are you at with opening the coffee shop? How- so we are in the final remodel stages right now. So okay. that's pretty exciting. Um, but that's also something else that you know, like, has added a lot of work. Um, I feel like that- one, it's a lot of work. Like opening a coffee shop in itself would have been a lot of work. And then you're like, actually, I'm going to make the full coffee that's going to be in there. That's just like a whole other element. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I have <laughs> no ideas, but I do. And um, so basically the coffee shop, we have like this, like I hired an architect a while ago and we made this like mock-up design with what I had. And this is also going to be my headquarters where like we're going to be dealing with everything. So it had to be a big space where I can store coffee and send things out and out and in and stuff like that. Um, and we are hoping to be done, like I said, January 9th. Uh, I think it might be done earlier. And then if that's the case, we're going to start selling on Uber Eats and then have our like lunch lunch in January. So at your coffee shop, will you just sell like your two kinds of coffee that you have, or do you have some other specialty things planned? It might be a secret, but we can we no, can cut it out. No. So yeah, the coffee shop, we're gonna have like these as our like coffee, you know, and then we're gonna obviously have lattes, cappuccinos, and we're gonna do infusions, drip coffee, and all these different things. I'm actually a barista as well. I don't know if I mentioned that. So I'm making my menu. You do it all. I know, and I don't. I feel like I do, but I don't. I have I have outsourced this entire way as well. But at the beginning, I was like, I'm gonna design the coffee shop myself. And then I was like, You're like oh, I'm no, an interior I'm designer too. I got it yeah. all. Oh yeah, I was gonna be an architect too. You know, like. And then I was like, Yeah, I cannot do this. But first of all, at least you admitted to yourself that you weren't, because uh, you know someone could have just ended up doing it and been like, Oh God, I wasted all that money, and it does not look good. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I hired. I have like my marketing team too, and I have my PR team. Like I definitely don't do it all, even though I want to. But um, 
so we're gonna have that in the coffee shop and we are my coffee actually we're gonna be bringing different coffees throughout the seasons so in the winters we're bringing honey processed coffees and then we're gonna bring more fruity coffees in the summer and things like that so we're not just gonna have one coffee it's just we're starting with two coffees and we're gonna be switching it up uh actually in january i have to go to costa rica which is when all the like producers kind of like show their coffee of the year or their coffees and it's kind of like you start competing for coffee because costa rica produces not very much coffee for the world because it's such a tiny country so i'm gonna be there trying you know to bid on the coffee i guess it's a fun way to say it because it's basically what it is and try to get there first and find the coffees that i believe america would like more that's first of all sounds like a dream trying all kinds of coffee and deciding like which that sounds great i'm very envious of that piece well actually you <laughs> copying is not that fun copying no. what you call it it's when you like try coffee for like more technical reasons there's like still grains in it and you have to like kind of go like that it's really weird and it's not wow. the thing. yeah it's not it's not my favorite thing personally but um it is fun to kind of like see what different characteristics coffee coffee has and things like that. Oh my gosh, this is so interesting. What's like just what's like one I don't know, this may be hard, but like one fact about coffee or just like one thing that maybe the average person doesn't know. Like oh, I would have not known that at all or something. So like many that. things. <laughs> so many things, but um there's a uh, coffee can just the first thing that pops into my mind Coffee can like mature either red, which is what everyone knows, right? How do you think a coffee bean is ready? Like, how does it look on the outside red? Um, there's actually another version of Katwai coffee, which is like the type of plant that matures yellow and it's more sweet. And it's um, literally amazing. Some of the best coffee I've ever had in my life, but it's really rare. So it's harder to find. I feel like I'm like now I can, I don't know. Like, did you know that this is how you drink coffee when you're, whatever, trying it? What did you call it? When you're, like, going around and trying Cupping? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Interesting. And then another fun fact about coffee is actually it, it is processed differently. So, like, so like, the most common way is the washed processing, which basically they take, they open up the fruit, take out the bean, and remove all the honey from it. Then there's honey processing, which is the one I've been talking about that I'm bringing, which they dry the bean with this like honey attached to it. So it's sweeter because it dries out sweeter. And then there's, you know, there's so many different ways. There's hybrid, there's natural. And like, that's something almost nobody knows unless you're like a real coffee fanatic. We could probably just have a whole episode. I, we literally like, could. I, things I, you I, don't know about coffee. <laughs> I know. I could have like, I could. I feel like I could talk like for 24 hours about coffee, like, and facts. You have you, a couple of YouTube videos specifically about like facts about coffee, right? I'm going to binge watch them. Actually, not really. I made one like, is coffee really healthy? And that I talked a little bit about the fact about like coffee there. And then I made this like fun video about like copying Starbucks drinks. But I haven't really, I have had a hard time sitting down and making a video about, okay, this is my business. And I don't know why, you know, like, I just feel like I can't narrow it down to 10 to 15 minutes. I would talk for three hours, but I will do that soon, though. Natalie has been pushing me to do that. Well, you can copy I will watch. this layout. You can kind of kind of take some pieces from, from what we did and outline your, your video that way. Well, the last thing I wanted to say is what was it like coming to, I, this is something I just got so into the coffee that we, I forgot to ask earlier, but what was it like coming to America? 
were you nervous? You know, what was, what were your feelings there and how was the adjustment and then deciding to stay longer? So I came with a student visa to college uh, and I was really excited, but I'm never going to forget the feeling I felt when my parents left me in the dorm. And I was like, I've never been here. I've never literally never had, I have never been to Raleigh, North Carolina in my life. I have no idea where I am. All my roommates have boyfriends and I don't know anybody. You know, it was really hard. I actually wanted to go back to Costa Rica after my first semester. I remember calling my mom crying and my grandpa passed away my first semester and I wasn't there. I couldn't be there. So that was really hard. And I don't know, my first semester was really hard, but I I loved college so much and it just went uphill from there. So it was really fun, but I gained a lot of weight my freshman year too. Like freshman 15 is is was real here it is and you know like it was an adjustment for me not only like living in a different country but eating different food talking a different language I used to get tired at 6 p.m because I was like not used to talking in English all the time making new friends you know not having family like it was an adjustment in every single sense of the way sense of the word so like but it honestly made me so much like it made me who I am. I think this year and my freshman year are the years that have marked me as a person the most. So imagine if you could go back and tell yourself that first semester that you were going to still be in America and starting this business in America, you'd probably be so shocked. Yeah. And it's so funny to see the improvement because like first I came with a student visa and now I'm in the process of getting my investor visa. You know, it's just, I don't know, like, you know, like milestones that you accomplish and you just feel really proud afterwards so and it can be tiny milestones it still matters you know like as much as like I do have like this international business right now I got you know 200 subscribers on YouTube and that's still felt like a huge accomplishment it's just like depends on where your mindset is at so I love that it doesn't have to be a big win a small win can still sometimes feel like a big win so that is a great point so what's something maybe you would tell yourself uh you know first semester freshman year you in the new country and what's something you would tell yourself looking back on it I think be patient I think I've always just wanted everything all at once like I don't know I think I just wanted to you know have perfect English all at once (laughs) and I mean I went to an American school I speak I spoke English my entire life but it's still like there was like slang words I didn't know and people I like my friends would talk about certain people that I didn't know and like I wanted to not be left out I wanted to have a boyfriend too I wanted to have perfect grades and I think I would say hey be patient like everything works out you know like God has a plan (laughs) and it always works out so I think that would be my advice I like that one I don't think we've gotten one like that yet no, we haven't. And you talking about the difference in, we had someone come on recently that had moved to France. And so that was like, not her, obviously her first language. And she was saying that it was really difficult because she felt like her sense of humor kind of got lost in translation and her sarcasm and things like that. Was that something you experienced as well? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think for me, moving to another country was also kind of like an identity search surf like search or something I don't know like it made me kind of like reinvent myself in a way and that was really cool too you know like I kind of um made different friends maybe and like friends that were giving me different things that I and then the friends I had back home and I started becoming a woman I guess and like um but at the same time some things that 
I loved about, you know, like um, who I was back in Costa Rica definitely were lost. And I think I definitely, you know, maybe became a little more insecure in college in those years just because I felt different. But now when I look back on that, I just feel like everything has made me grow and learn. So, you know, everything has a purpose for happening and being there. So I don't know, like, it's definitely hard to see when you're there and just like kind of like slowing down and make then just knowing that everything is going to be okay. But something I actually learned this year, this was like a really hard year for me at the beginning of the year, probably the hardest year of my life. And I just remember like being really sad and how going through a hard time and like thinking at night like hey like tomorrow's a new day you know like and I would like wake up and like it actually worked I don't know why but it actually worked I would wake up I would play music and I would just try to start better you know a better day and every day felt a little better so I think I really do think that even though you're struggling at the moment that bad thing or negative thing can make you feel better in the long run or have something out of it like there's something positive coming out of literally every single thing in your life that is like the biggest lesson I've learned so far sometimes that one is really hard to remember it really is but I feel like the more at least from my experience the harder the things get for me the more I realize it so keep them coming (laughs) you get through them all I think Liz had you had one more about a health tip, right? Was that it? Yeah, I know you do a lot of healthy recipes. And I, I just wanted to throw this in here. If you have like a favorite healthy recipe that you think our listeners need to try. Ah, that's so hard. Funny, I watched your YouTube video today of the chicken sausage pasta. And I ironically, without knowing, that's literally what I'm making for dinner. And oh. I happened to watch the video and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, everything is connected. You know, it's like that's the universe. That's a sign because I make healthy recipes, but sometimes they're not like that healthy. Like I posted French toast the other day because they're just really good. I, I don't saw know. That. Oh my gosh, it looked so now, good. Yeah, now I wanted French toast ever since that. You should really make them. They're so good. And I think the biggest health tip I can give someone, and they sound so cliche, but it's like don't don't obsess over eating healthy. When you are obsessed about eating healthy and losing weight and putting all these boundaries, like things don't go your way. For me, this year, I've lost like over 20 pounds by really just like not obsessing over it and feeling good and accepting myself. And like, I used to be super obsessed with it and like not being able to gain the amount of weight I wanted uh, to lose the amount of weight I wanted to lose and things like that. And that really actually put like kind of like a a rock in the middle of the path. I don't know. It was, it made it harder for some weird reason. So I think that the biggest thing is like listening to your body body and making a decision. The moment that you decide, hey, I want to live healthy because this is what I want. That's the day that you start eating healthy. It's not like uh, like everybody's telling me that I need to be healthier. So I'm going to be healthier. And like you just start being healthier. Like that really doesn't work because you're not ultimately happy about it. Very I similar think- to what we talked about with being an entrepreneur. You have to want it for yourself you can't want it because society tells you like being an entrepreneur is so fun or being looking a certain way is how you should look I feel like my life surrounds like my life is that you know like I truly believe in those words and I that's why I keep on bringing them up because I have lived it personally I have been through it and I know that it works when you want it you know when you decide it like nobody that nothing that nobody says to you or that anybody does will make you 
be different. It's like you have to be so decided about it that you'll even have dreams about it. You know, like <laughs> it is something like you are in control and like people really don't realize that. You know, if I wasn't completely sure about my business, every time someone said something bad about the website when I asked for like reviews and stuff, I would have stopped. Like that's just how life is, you know. If I don't want to be the healthiest version I can be, and I see my brother eating Chick-fil-A, I'm going to have Chick-fil-A because I don't I'm not there mentally. You know, like even though I do have Chick-fil-A a lot because I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but um but that's balance. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? Everything needs balance. I think my favorite recipe, like one of my healthy recipes, is my vegan pancakes. I really like those and all my friends really like them. So is that on your Instagram you said? Yes, and it's on my blog too. Perfect. Okay, we will link that so you guys can check that out. I think my last thing, unless Liz has something that I want to uh, leave our audience with, I feel like you do such a great job of slowing down and making things special in your in your days and maybe not slowing down, but you know, taking the time to just enjoy little moments. Um, I, I know I don't know you well, but just from following you, that's kind of how I feel. Uh, is there some words of wisdom or reason behind that people should start incorporating that into their lives? Yes. I literally have it on my phone. Like, I live by this. Do you really? Yeah. That's Every time so I look funny. at my phone, I have that quote that it really inspires me and makes me live this way. And it's She's like, I'm glad you asked. Because oh, my gosh, that's so funny. That's how I feel about, like, when I follow you. So that's really funny. Well, it says, stop worrying about how it's going to happen and start believing it will. Um, I think that really, that phrase has literally changed my life. Wow. Because I have anxiety and I worry a lot. And if you believe in it, the whole world will do. And that's nice to look at. Every time you look at your phone, you're like, yep, you're committed to doing that. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, just having little traditions and rituals is a big thing for me like I like taking my dog on walks I like cooking cooking is like my biggest meditation and my biggest love language so I cook every day I cook for my mom I cook from whoever is here you know I like if I have no one to cook for I literally will make a pie and give it like in the lobby uh, for people to have I I feel like it's important to to give to give you know like I just really do feel like it's important and we don't do it enough um and even if it's through food or a nice and nice, saying something nice you know like going outside and if I think a girl's pretty I literally will be like oh you're so you look so cute or if I think I won't say that to a guy because I get super awkward when I like but <laughs> oh you, you look know, so cute oh no 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 this is like, so funny. We just had this I'm, conversation on not this week's episode, I think last week's episode of just like saying things to people, like saying what you're what you're feeling. If it's nice, you might as well just tell them. And every time we have an episode after we discuss something, the guest says exactly what we were saying. And I know we talked earlier about like things just aligning, but it is just so funny that you oh said that. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm apologizing in case you saw my face go like because this has happened to us literally like 10 episodes in a row now. And we also are, we just talked the last episode we just recorded yesterday about how we're going to do an episode about giving and why you should give and how you should give more and what ways you can give. And then the episode before that was all about telling people like you see a girl and you think she looks pretty on her Instagram story, write to her. Like who cares if you sound weird. So yeah. I'm apologizing in case you saw my face literally change. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was like wild. <laughs> so weird and you know but it's not weird because like I truly believe in those things like 
you know, everything's connected and there's a reason why like you guys had me here today and things like that. But um, I really do think that it is important to bring some positive to the world, you know, because like I just think social media and people are just so caught up in all the negative and like there's so much bad vibes. We just need to change that, you know, like everybody needs to change that because I know everybody wants it. We just need to do something about it, you know. Great words to leave on. So the last thing we will ask you is if you can just plug everything, tell us where we can get the coffee, when we can get the coffee, how we can follow you, follow your whole journey. I know Liz and I are so, so excited. And I know everyone, our audience is going to be so excited for this. I was already invested. And now that we've got to listen to you for an hour, I'm just like, I am so glad to have had this time and I'm like, I'm all in. Like, I will tell everybody about this. I know Ashley will too. Like, we're very invested and we're so (laughs) excited to see you grow. Thank you so much. Seriously, like, that makes me feel so happy and excited. Um, I might cry. (laughs) (laughs) Really drama right now. I almost cried like three times in this podcast, but you know, that's fine. (laughs) It's Um, not my coffee and I'm like, oh my God, look, I'm emotional. (laughs) I'm so excited. My, you can find me uh, in, on Instagram at Juliana Bernini S, and that's spelled kind of weird, but it's G-I-U-L-I-A-N-A, Bernini S. And then my blog for recipes is uh, GiulianaBernini.com. Uh, my coffee website that is launching Friday is TheBernieBean.com. So we will link everything, and by the time you guys hear this, the coffee will be live. Yes, it will. So definitely go buy some. It's great. For the holiday season, you can buy it for all your friends. Make sure you're tagging us and her on your Instagram stories. Yeah, tag us on Parties Over Podcast, too, when you try it so we can see uh, what you guys are drinking. And thank you so much, Juliana, for coming on this week's episode. This is definitely one of Ashley and I's favorites so far. Uh, Liz, that was a good one. Let's go get a cup of coffee.
first I came with a student visa. Now I'm in the process of getting my investor visa. You know, it's just, I don't know, like, you know, like milestones that you accomplish and you just feel really proud afterwards. So and it can be tiny milestones. It still matters, you know, like as much as like I do have like this international business right now, I got, you know, 200 subscribers on YouTube and that's still felt like a huge accomplishment. It's just like depends on where your mindset is at. So 